Welcome to The Coaching Podcast with your hosts, Emma Doyle and Simon Blair, coach for success in sport and business. G'day everybody and welcome to The Coaching Podcast. My name's Emma Doyle and I'm here with Jen Armstrong. She's a coach, she's a a sales rep manager for Game Set Match um, and she's a competitive player. So not only does she coach, she still competes today. Thank you, Jen, so much for being on the show. So we'll jump straight into the first question. The first question is anchovies on a pizza. You either love anchovies or generally you strongly dislike them on your pizza. What's what's your take with anchovies, Jen? <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, Emma. Um, I no anchovies on the pizza, so I can't even deal with it in a Caesar salad. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, because you answered that way, could you share with us first a coaching moment that didn't go so well and what might be the lessons um, or lesson for some of our listeners out there? Oh, yeah. No, I think there's always a great learning moment and everything. Um, I had a red ball class I was teaching with a group of kids. The girl was five years old. Her brother was next door, age seven, in a different red ball group. And all of a sudden, no balls hit her. No kids spoke to her, nothing. But she began crying. And I was like, what's going on? And went over to her. And she's just like, I'm not as good as my brother. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. So all of a sudden you have these other group of kids going on. You're like, okay, how are we going to deal with this? So I immediately thought, A, we're not moving enough if she can watch her brother and have time. B, she's not engaged and she's not having fun. So we need to change her. We moved them up. We did a game called fruit salad, volleyed up at the net to make it more team and group orientated instead of an individual thing. And so it was a lot better just getting her more engaged. So it was really interesting to see for a five-year-old how she was underneath the shadow of her older brother and what she was noticing. So it was real eye-opening experience. So yeah. I love that. I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to kids just breaking down in tears on the court. And in that moment, how quickly you can you can turn it around. Um, but yeah, comparisons are so interesting too, isn't it? How quickly kids judge, I think even more so in, in today's world. So thank you for sharing that. What about on the flip side? Have you got a, a, a great coaching moment? And what, what are the lessons? You know, um, my coaching background is a little bit different from doing certifications and I played a different college sport um, in college, not tennis, but um, my greatest moment is seeing the kids that I coach that aha moment or putting that drill into play or all of a sudden figuring it out and the light bulb goes on. So I had two freshman boys, they were twin towers, they were taller than me and they like to stand in the alley playing doubles. I'm like, what are we doing? Let's you know, work on positioning and poaching and stuff. And all of a sudden, then it dawned on them, the movement. And it was just, it was great to see. So they're going to be great for their next three years in high school. So excited for them. Yeah, I love also a lot of your coaching with high school teams is all about competing as well, not just teaching tennis. It's actually getting them to then Mm -hmm. compete on the weekend, which which I love um, as well. So thank you for sharing that. What about the next question, our sliding doors question so you know when your life is heading one way something Mm -hmm. happens someone you end up turning dramatically left or right I know you've had no doubt I didn't even know you played a different court a sport in college sounds like you've had many throughout your career is there one that you could share with us 
Uh, my sliding door moment would be COVID. I um, have a lot of uh, retail management experience and COVID uh, retail wasn't moving in the right direction. So the company laid me off and I had to think of what am I going to do with my free time and where do I spend my free time? And it's always on a tennis court. And I have two teenage boys that I worked with in Boy Scouting, getting them their Eagle Scouts. And I was just like, I can work with teenagers. I love tennis. What can I do? And so I partnered with my local club director on how do we go about this, working on USPA certification and things like that. And then at my first experience was coaching high school boys. And it was just great, just pulling it all together and building and growing. And yeah, so that was my moment. It was a negative experience. I was left high and dry and be like, what do I do after 20 years? And how do I start a new career? And what do I enjoy? So oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And even in your um, current role with Game Set Match, the, the local provider here in, in Denver, um, in Colorado, I should say, for sporting equipment uh, and so forth. I'm, I'm assuming you must have to do a lot of people management there as well, not just on, on the tennis court coaching. Um, could you just share a little bit about that for us? I do. Um, working with the local community has been a different change for me um, instead of being in a corporate environment. And so I have a lot of teenagers that are employees and they themselves have passion and play tennis. And so helping to support them and their teams and what they're going to do and grow and, you know, having for a lot of them, it's their first uh, job experience. So really working on growing and the maturity and those type of things. And so it's been a really different environment but very enjoyable just like with coaching how you can impact someone in a positive manner so. and fantastic in one to a maximum of three words what do you think makes a great coach mm, I would say trust being an athlete and positivity all right trust so being an athlete and positivity I wonder how do we summarize that middle one in one word being an athlete can you expand on it? I just, you know, I grew up in college and other sports, but then you know how the parents interact. So being a coach, how the involvement is with the parent and the child interaction. And then how do you compete? What do you eat? The nerves, things like that. So being in your player's shoes and being able to share those experiences. So you don't have to be an athlete of that exact sport, but being able to have that commonality and relating. Uh-huh. So empathy, um, having that mindset, isn't it, of understanding the athlete. All right. I'll, I'll see if I can find somehow with my global research, get that into one word, but I love trust. <laughs> I love positivity. You ooze plenty of positivity. So thank you. Thank you for that. And finally, our last question is where we ask you to ask us a question. So, you know, when you get a chance to meet other successful coaches and business people, what's that one question that always strikes your curiosity? Hmm. That's a great question. I guess what is um, the motivation to keep people going? Like sometimes you hit those lows or a lull and how do you get that motivation to keep going that inspiration? Mm, fantastic. It's a, uh, it's a great quality to have as coaches, isn't it? How we completely continue to want to understand humans and peel back the layers to really um, get to the get to the next level. Well, look, that concludes the official uh, podcast interview. Do you mind if I ask you a couple more questions about teenage kids? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> 
the biggest challenge of teenage kids? It really peels back to that trust factor for me, really building that relationship. So do I know what's going on? Is that individual just needing an outlet or like with the little five-year-old, are they, you know, under the shadow of someone else? Um, what's going on? Are we trying out for the high school team? So just trying to figure out that individual mm -hmm. as a whole and how you can support him or her. It might not be the greatest athlete and maybe they just want to have fun. They're not looking at going to a college level and stuff. So how do you peel back the layers and really connect with that individual? So you have that relationship where you can communicate and trust each other. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, completely. It's so important. And what have been some of the ways that you've done that? So what, what are some of your techniques? Um, I know that you deal with a lot of teams, high school teams and, and, and high school girls, if correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, mm -hmm. what, you know, what are some of your little tips and tricks out um, that you've had success in using with, uh, you know, with exactly this in building trust or motivating um, high school uh teenage girls with the teenagers it's very much being positive whatever it's male or female and finding out what their strength is so maybe they're more competitive in basketball and this is their first experience with tennis so how can i cross it over relate it to another sport so we can connect and figure out what's going on the it's really just positivity just encouraging them and then when they get frustrated because they want to try out for the team or they're not as good as their friend whatever i'm like it's okay we're just learning you know hey you have you know a great backhand so and so has a great serve but that's what makes us a team you know so how do we learn from each other so really focusing on the positives mm -hmm. so every mm -hmm. time there's an opportunity don't make it negative just open it up as a whole Mm -hmm. I love that. I know Stephen Bidoff um, wrote a great book, Raising, Raising Girls and, and Raising Boys, and he talks about that importance of strengthening strengths, like mm -hmm. because they're in that vulnerable age of trying to find out what they are good at. So, um, so, yeah. so important. And so what was your sport uh, instead of tennis at, at, during mm -hmm. college or when you were growing um up? I played uh, volleyball, so I really loved and coming into the serve and the overhead, a lot of those things translated very easily and the ready position and things like that. So, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good ready positions in that set position. We have to, is indoor volleyball or beach volleyball or? No, it was indoor. Yeah. Indoor, indoor. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, in you know, how many on a team in indoor volleyball? What are we, per you, side, is it? You have six. Six. So, yeah. yeah. So did you, how do you find tennis versus volleyball, the team versus the individual side of it? Well, I, that's what one thing that I loved about tennis is that it could be individual when you're out there in an adult league or competing, or yet it could be a team experience because you need so many lines to win and this and that. So it's, Volleyball was always a group. So people focusing on their set strengths, like they had set positions, they were specialists, things like that, as you get in the more competitive levels. So tennis is a little different. You have to learn the whole court. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about, uh, I know that you still compete today, um, you know, at, at quite a high level. And so like, just talk me through just like can still being a competitive athlete yourself, and that mindset and also being a coach because most people now you know a lot of coaches don't play tennis anymore so could you just share the 
you know, why do you do it? Why do you still compete? Well, I will tell you the mindset changes a lot when you turn over the age of 40. You play a lot calmer and you have more of an IQ tennis game because you're not going to be that 18-year-old whipping around the ball. So you have to figure out your own strategies, figure out their patterns, their go-tos. So yeah, being more efficient with things, I think, making sure that that warm-up is for a purpose and that you're already warmed up before you go in because those first five, 10 minutes is just figuring out your opponent. It has nothing to do with you because you've already warmed up beforehand. So just more of a mindset, doing Mm -hmm. a lot more yoga, things like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, calmer. Yeah, I love that because certainly something we could um, all help our younger self, you know, if only we knew that back then. yeah, and certainly we've uh, we see I know um, even even Wimbledon and watching some of these older players um, still competing at, at the highest level. It's an extra care, isn't it? That uh, mm-hmm. that needs to happen. And what about just a final thought for you, like a, a final coaching advice that you you want to share based on your philosophy? Um, I would just like to say you don't have to necessarily be like the division one college athlete. I've done my coaching experience based on the ground up, just hard working and how you take things into contest. And I love working with the public and the community. So, I mean, just it's growing tennis, it's having fun and loving it. And it's a lifetime sport. So no matter what your age, if you're competing or not, you can still contribute in so many ways. So many ways. Uh, I always say from seven to 77, but maybe I should expand that out a little bit, <laughs> a little bit broader. Uh, you know, so many people, I'm sure our listeners out there can can relate to that. And coaching is a great profession that you and I love. That's why we're here. And also just a bit of a shout out uh, again to, to Game Set Match. Uh, any Colorado listeners out there, um, head down uh, just to get that individualized specialized knowledge i know that i've always supported local business it was great we've been around for 30 years and we have four locations and whether you're advanced or beginner we have it what you need so we'll help you out yeah yeah absolutely jen thank you so much uh for being so positive every time i see you beautiful smile and your energy and i'm sure that radiates on the court so thank you for being a coach and thanks for being on the coaching podcast oh thanks emma it was a pleasure the coaching podcast was brought to you by emma doyle and simon blair and if you enjoyed this episode please remember to give it a rating and a review on your podcast listening device